The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Posted up here at the inside the beautiful Vidaro Hotel, actually. A hotel that a lot of people don't know too much about. Unfortunately, as I did mention in during yesterday's show, I am not at NFL Pro Day out at UNLV. There was just too much to kind of plan out. Uh, it being at last minute, and I didn't want to take any chances to not be able to, you know, talk to you beautiful people. So we played it safe today. So as I mentioned, we're posted up in the Vidara, but nonetheless, it is a really, really nice day. A little cloudy here, uh, but my view currently is kind of looking directly at another one of my favorite hotels, it being the Aria uh, across the street or across a little turn style area. <laughs> In that, um, yeah, it was a good flight yesterday, smooth sail or smooth flying coming into Las Vegas late last night. Um, haven't really been able to do anything just yet. Wanted to get a full good night's rest because even though, you know, sometimes the slot machines and the tables come calling, Today is going to be a very, very long day for myself. Not sure exactly, though, what we're doing after the show, uh, whether I'm going out to Pro Day or possibly going to University of Hawaii men's basketball practice to hopefully you know, bring some shots from over there and get some interviews with the players and coaches as they prepare for their opening game tomorrow. And, of course, tonight there is the women's game they play Cal State Fullerton in their quarterfinal round, which we will talk about coming up a little later in the show. Uh, and also hear from Coach Beeman in terms of, you know, a lot of her players getting all Big West Conference honors. So we will also hear from her. But got to tell you a funny story, though. <laughs> oh, you love to, like, start off everything in Las Vegas with seeing money in your accounts. <laughs> so basically, I didn't get a chance to wake up as early as I wanted to this morning to be able to run down to the sports book, which opens at eight o'clock over here, Vegas time. Um, you know, in, in the meantime, where I had to make sure tests that our equipment would work just fine this morning and get a little bit of my show prep going on. So I was just thinking, man, I won't be able to run down to the sports book. But Fortunately, and also unfortunately, these days, a lot of the sports books and the they make it so convenient for them to take your money because they have apps. <laughs> There's an app for that. So I did this morning check my app because I had downloaded the BetMGM app because, I, like I said, I wanted to put in a futures bet actually on the for the Pac West, not Pac West, excuse me, for the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament as you have to put in like your conference or your conference tournament winner before the first game uh, tips off, which would be today at noon Vegas time. And I wouldn't know if I would be able to make it to the sports book in time. So, you know, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, let me check the app. Badara is a MGM property, so I had already had the BetMGM app. This is not an ad, by the way. It's just a funny story. Um, so, But I haven't opened it since the last time I was in Las Vegas. Actually, maybe two times ago, like six months ago or something. And um, I opened the app, and 
lo and behold, good thing I remembered my password. <laughs> lo and behold, there was already money in my account. So that's already a win, <laughs> which I don't even remember having money in the account and a pretty decent amount of money at that. Especially if you're a baby better like I am myself. I'm full transparency on that. But nonetheless, it was a good start to the betting day. Hopefully it hits. Uh, in case you guys want to know, I just wanted to put in a little sprinkle on USC, uh, the basketball, our basketball team on this station, uh, to win the Pac-12 tournament. Got in at plus 750 odds. Uh, the favorite, of course, being UCLA, which is kind of funny because obviously we know that they're rivals. I know our Alan Mia and his family cheers for UCLA, and he always gets so excited when I always like to talk about USC and how great USC is. <laughs> but that's how my Vegas morning started so again got in late last night got a good amount of sleep feel well rested happy to be able to speak to all of you beautiful people and here in las vegas as we will be out at henderson nevada as well to watch the big west conference tournament but also walk over or i guess take the tram over uh, and walk to t-mobile arena hopefully get in some pac-12 men's basketball tournament action in as well and yeah, your girl is in her happy place. Got some college basketball and in Las Vegas. So the only thing good that can happen is if we start winning. So hopefully we'll come in with a good significant amount of money. Um, another good luck thing that started because a lot turns out that there were quite a few people on our flight that I had no um, planning. We just booked our flight separately and ended up having uh, some people on our flight or some people on my flight that I already knew and was able to even sit next to Jess Drury. Shout out to her. Uh, she is the wife of the men's basketball director of operations, Dom Drury. So it worked out. So maybe that's the luck starting. It started in Hawaii and hopefully followed us to Las Vegas because she was able to upgrade her seat and come and sit next to me. So it was a good flight overall and so far happy to be in Las Vegas. Anyways, all right, getting to the action. I don't even know where to start right now. It's like just, there's just so much happening. Definitely, again, like I said, we'll talk a lot of Big West Conference basketball as there was quite a significant upset in the men's tournament and but first want to kind of chat a little bit about some of the big NFL signings to go on specifically because there's a lot of this this controversy that's going on as I wake up to Twitter this morning about possible collusion as it deals with Lamar Jackson and I, I don't think I'm someone that's already good that's gonna directly jump into that and think everyone's like the owners are inclined to do that but at the same time you never want to count it out but just to recap Derek Carr uh, signed with the Saints for a deal worth 150 million dollars over four years including a 28 and a half million dollar signing bonus 100 million dollars guaranteed for a 37 and a half average million dollar average per year geno smith got a three-year 75 million dollar deal with the seahawks for 25 million dollars per year the ravens as we mentioned used a non-exclusive franchise tag for lamar jackson for 32 million dollars in the upcoming season which essentially means that a team can uh, come in and the ravens can match any free agent offers that lamar receives 
and then also the Giants, which was kind of the big surprise because yesterday's show, we were, Paul Brecht and I were just talking about, you know, seeing some of these other deals come in, especially with Der- Derek Carr and Geno Smith and, and Daniel Jones at the Giants isn't, um, not yet just for having one good year not even like some outstanding season and i put a lot of that uh the reasoning behind their new head coach and brian dable who was able to take josh allen who no one expected to be the way he was at the bills you know leaves as the offensive coordinator from the bills comes over to be the head coach of the giants and in one season daniel jones is like wow i guess this guy is pretty good we don't have to move on from him after all and yet so Paul and I yesterday were talking about, no, there's no way he can get a like $40 million average salary because, I mean, you see Derek Carr and then Geno Smith and no, there's no way he's around that level after having one pretty good season. But nope. Lo and behold, the New York football giants did sign Daniel Jones to a four year extension worth $160 million with that average salary of $40 million. So before I dive into some of that and also the Lamar Jackson thing, I do need to bring in our AC Custodio, who is holding down the fort uh, over there in Honolulu, uh, because AC is a Giants fan, a pretty diehard Giants fan. And it's a funny story about AC, though, is that <laughs> every oh, year, Uh-oh, every year, no, be, I have to, I have to bring it up because you know you, the NFL draft is when, when it's draft day, AC will always wear like his like Giants gear all the way from his polo shirt to <laughs> yes his New York Giants shoes so he does that on draft day and then he also does that on like the first you know or the first week of the the season for the NFL and he's always I was like wow you're the all Giants today and he's like yeah because you know this is like when I can wear it and they're they haven't really lost any games yet. <laughs> or I forget what they're undefeated yeah, so it's like, woohoo! But this season was like such a significant and a welcomed change for not obviously not only you, but all the New York Giants fans all over the country because, wow, you guys are actually a pretty decent team this year with Daniel Jones. But again, you Daniel Jones has been there and hasn't been some savior type of quarterback. So what were, one, what were you kind of, did you want them to sign him to a long deal? And two, were you even expecting that he would be in this $40 million per year average range? Um, the first question, did I want them to sign him? I think I would actually lean towards yes. I am, I, mostly because I don't think there's any better option. Um, the surprise, definitely, the the um four-year, $160 million deal is, I think, they overpaid, especially after um, a year after declining his uh, fifth year, uh, I think it was $22.4 million option on his rookie mm-hmm. contract. I think that is where they, the Giants made a poor business decision. And I think it's, if I look at it as a business de- decision, I think, um, Daniel Jones one, New York Giants zero. Like, I think, um, <laughs> d- like Daniel Jones definitely took advantage. You know, right person, right place, right time. Betting on himself, he he was straight up uh, really early on what he wanted. I want a, I want to be paid forty million dollars a year, and mm-hmm. and he bet on himself. 
and the Giants not only made it to the playoffs, they got a playoff win, beating the you know the, the Minnesota Vikings, advancing to the divisional round. And who? Let's be honest, though. I, I mm-hmm. said it all the time. The Minnesota Vikings were like the fakest True. playoff team. <laughs> but go on, right. continue. No, but <laughs> I mean, but that's and that's that's kind of what. It is, and in, in, in it's kind of like any other any a business transaction, you know. You, you you strike when the iron's hot, right person, right place, right time, right deal, right time. And I think, um, I think I think Daniel Jones got the best deal possible, obviously. But and and I knew the, and I know the Giants after looking at the landscape, um, realizing okay, um, looking out at the free agency market. Um, understanding the camaraderie, the you know continuity that is it, that they, they already that they have with one year under the belt with uh, with coach uh, Dabble, and and you also give a chance for the uh, um, the offensive coordinator um, Mike uh, Kafka, I believe. Sorry, mm-hmm. his last name is, is 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 unique, but you know he has <laughs> he has a pedigree. He you know he coached at KC, so he coached with you know um, he helped um, groom you know um, Patrick Mahomes. So so they do have people you know dabble with uh, from the Buffalo Bills. You got Kafka from you know from KC. They have a young coaching staff, and they just want to create some continuity. And they have these short term deals. This is like okay one year with a. Uh, you know, one year with uh, Saquon with the franchise tag, oh, the franchise bring, tag right, yes. right, and then and then now they also now they got the quarterback, and now they don't have to worry about that. And now let's focus on building, you know, again the line, the skill positions, you know, heading into the draft. Yeah, everything else, and that's it. That's yeah. You bring up a good point with Saquon Barkley, but at the same time, again, that's why I wasn't yeah. anticipating no. the forty million dollars a year. Yeah, it, it's not surprising that yes, that they signed him, but the amount that they actually yeah. were able to give him, considering that yeah, like I put a lot of emphasis on how his his the way he looked this season and the way that the team did on that coaching staff more than his talents at a quarterback. I mean, if you look at it, yes, he contributed to breaking their postseason drought, but you look at the stats and he managed only 15 touchdown passes tied for 21st in the league while passing for a very minimal 32, just over 3,200 yards, his career high though. Um, But he did rush for another seven touchdowns and 708 yards to be fair but to think of the 40 million dollars a year puts him you know he's now paid like a Matthew Stafford and a Dak Prescott who another one though with Dak Prescott I don't agree with how much he gets paid but Mm -hmm. it puts him in that realm and then also not far off from your Patrick Mahomes and your Josh Allen so that's kind of the comparison if people are like well um thinking like what do you mean how come he can't paid as much that's just thinking of yeah, just comparing it to everybody else. A couple of more things about, you know, Daniel Jones before we kind of take our break as we're up against the clock. Right. Some people would have thought like, okay, franchise tag, a year for a growth. Yeah, that, that could have happened. But again, it, he could have bet on himself and the Giants could have potentially set themselves up for the Kirk Cousins situation. <laughs> so, you know, he held out at Washington, refused to sign the long-term deal with his original team, played on the franchise tag for a couple of years before going to Minnesota for a massive deal with fully guaranteed 
guaranteed in 2019. So, so yeah, it was it it could have gone a little back and forth. I think on both sides, I think it was a win. And like you mentioned, AC, at least for this team that's looking to continue making the postseason, starts that continuity and especially with the coaching staff that they have. All right, when we come back, we will talk about the whole Lamar Jackson situation and the non-exclusive franchise tag and also the all everything swirling around about the possible collusion which is very very hard to prove by the way but with the possible collusion going on here in the nfl we'll be back on wake up in the den wake up in the den with kuulei agbayani on the hawaii sports radio network 95.1 fm and am 760 Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani, yes, waking up in Vegas this morning. Beautiful Las Vegas. A little bit of a cloudy day, but it's a little chilly actually up here. But I uh, hope everyone is staying dry and, you know, out of the wind. I get, I still obviously get the Hawaii News now, right? weather alerts on my phone and i just see a lot of crazy stuff going on there back home so i hope everyone is is staying safe as there's expected to be windy windy conditions with gusts up to 50 miles an hour today monster surf over 50 feet on north and west shores hiko responding to multiple power outages impacting over 2,500 customers in Kunia, Mililani, Wahiwa, and Whitmore Village. Multiple crashes and slick roads on the H1 freeway. So just everyone back home, be safe, drive safe. Uh, and to be honest, like I always say this every time the weather is bad, if you really don't have to drive or to, and go anywhere, please just stay home and, you know, just stay home and chill and watch netflix or something so be safe over there as we are here in las vegas again the weather is beautiful here but i keep getting the uh, weather alerts back home so i just wanted to make a note so everyone hope you guys are staying safe and mahalo for listening as uh we take you through the show and i'll try i promise to try not to be too distracted but it gets a little difficult especially if as i'm overlooking kind of the driveway between the vidara and the aria hotels and just watching everyone go by hoping to put in a few more bets coming up a little bit as there's so much college basketball going on uh aka it's gonna be heaven well it's it's heaven if my bets hit but i gotta i gotta crack the mic i just was that (laughs) psa or weather report was netflix and chill was that your was that your message you know you know what's funny is like i (laughs) and for those of you who don't know that slang i didn't mean it the way that it sounded i just happened to say it like that because i was watching netflix on my flight and then it just (laughs) Uh, keeping it real but you know what you know what hey to each your own if if, yeah if it if you want to go with the uh the urban dictionary on what that means then no judgment <laughs> entertainment Again, at its best yeah as long as you guys are staying safe there back home because as like i said there's so much weather alerts going on so hoping you guys all the best there yep. uh in hawaii so anyways getting back to our nfl conversation we we're talking first about the daniel jones signing now the biggest 
thing like circulating in the interweb and the Twitterverse right now is the NFLPA monitoring the Lamar Jackson contract situation for collusion. And that is a very, very big and important word in terms of the not just the NFL, but in professional sports leagues, because the last thing you want is for owners to be conspiring with each other to kind of keep players down and keep them underpaid and whatnot. So with Baltimore putting the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson for $32 million in the upcoming seasons, it or this season, it just means that the team can match any free agent offers that he might get. But so first thing, though, before we really get into the collusion part, we talk about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones getting a sweet deal, probably better than the Giants on their end deal. But may I remind everybody that Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. So as much as the perception, especially like in, um, what is that movie? What is the Show Me the Money movie? <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Maguire. So as much as, you know, that the perception of agents, you know, you kind of look at them as, okay, they're like the sleaze balls and whatnot. And to be fair, some of them are, but at the same time, I mean, they're the ones that put it, go out and get certain deals done when they need to get done. So Lamar Jackson does not have an agent people. Well, unless you count his mom as an agent, but he essentially represents himself. Um, some people are assuming that a lot of the advice he takes is directly from the NFLPA uh, or his mom that assists as well. So he doesn't truly have an agent that will go out and represent him. But also the agents, the good and bad thing about the agents being quote unquote sleazeballs is that they're going to look to close the deal because they want to get their commission too. So they're going to do everything it takes to close the deal. Lamar does not have that. And there's certain things also in Lamar's situation uh, that if he had agents working and combined on his behalf, you can kind of get deals done in other places. So one year ago today, the Seahawks and the Broncos executed that Russell Wilson trade. But after working out, parameters during a face-to-face -face meeting at the NFL Combine. Obviously, someone like Lamar Jackson wouldn't be able to go to or be at the Combine or anything like that. So that's kind of an example of how agents and or management can get deals done because you can go out and do work out these these deals to help their players' futures. And of course, yes, look out for their own commission. <laughs> but the, I guess the first thing that stands out with the non-exclusive franchise tag is that the big difference is so the Ravens would have had to commit to a salary of just more than $45 million with the exclusive tag versus around the $32 million for the non-exclusive. But in addition to the money saved, the Ravens' decision stands out because they seemingly are signaling they may be open for business after months of professing, yes, their undying love for Lamar Jackson, but obviously they can't get a deal done here. Now, the collusion situation is started to come up as a theory is because in no time, a lot of the quarterback needy teams like the Falcons, Panthers, Commanders, Raiders, Dolphins. Yes, sorry, people, the Dolphins, because we don't really know 
to a Tonga Vailoa situation entirely, but they all made it known through different channels that they didn't want to pursue a trade for Lamar Jackson. So that already kind of started people thinking like, well, why aren't these quarterback needed needy teams wanting to even entertain or try to, to make a deal with a really, really good an MVP caliber quarterback who is still relatively young under the age of 30. But, and that's what brings up the credence to the NFLPA's collusion claims. So, whoo. <laughs> but a lot of people in the NFL circle, and I, this is what I've been reading, and it makes complete sense, is that given everything that happened with Deshaun Watson, so there was probably, again, this happens at the Combine too, at people talking face-to-face, -face, you know, executives and everything, so naturally you're not going to put anything in an email or text messages, but a lot of the owners, and that's the chatter, is that they were angered by the Browns signing of Deshaun Watson to that $230 million fully guaranteed deal and had agreed, allegedly, amongst each other to not hand out another fully guaranteed multi-year contract to a quarterback. So that's kind of the speculation, even though collusion is very, very hard to prove. But that's the suspicions that everyone has. And with everything going down yesterday, it kind of brings up even more so that, that that's possible. Because when you think about it, right, the NFLPA obviously works on behalf of the players. That's the kind of deal that they want for players is that the Deshaun Watson deal. But considering how much of a awful situation that has been for for the Browns and ugh, I just hate saying his name, to be honest, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Um, now people don't want to their owners don't want to even entertain that type of deal for a non proof like yes he's MV MVP caliber Lamar Jackson is but he's not a proven quarterback like a Super Bowl winning Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback where you have no choice absolutely no choice to pay a quarterback of Mahomes talents and winning ability which is why I would always go back on the Dak Prescott thing because he didn't do anything to really win for the Cowboys but anyways I digress but now I lost my train of thought collusion <laughs> sorry guys this is what happens when you're looking out the window in Vegas I apologize there for a second as I see I'm overlooking Allegiant Stadium and Aria and then thinking of the Raiders and Derek Carr and all that stuff but anyways yes collusion again is difficult to prove I personally think it's just one of those I, I I'm I'm kind of I think I have to read into it a little bit more to f really believe that there is genuine collusion going on but it's not a far-fetched idea because again the owners will take it amongst themselves amongst other owners to not to do everything in their power to not have that same type of Deshaun Watson deal unfortunately Lamar Jackson is kind of the casualty out of all of that thanks to everything that because had had Deshaun Watson not gone into that horrendous troubles and he had played and he balled out and he did everything, you know, I think it would have been a lot different, but because everything happened the way that it did, Lamar Jackson is getting the shaft like this. But anyways, all right, when we come back, we will talk University of Hawaii basketball as I am here for the Big West Conference Tournament. That more next on Wake Up in the Den.
You're listening to Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the all-new Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, coming to you live from the Ninth Island, Las Vegas, Nevada, posted up here in the Vidara right now. And hey, I hope luck be a lady for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, as I mentioned earlier, my first bet I put in today was a futures bet, just, just, just for fun, just a little sprinkle, because uh, the odds were so good at plus seven fifty for the USC men's basketball team to win the Pac-12 tournament, as that's going on over here at just not too far down at the T-Mobile Arena. But nonetheless, we are here to support the University of Hawaii men's and women's basketball teams. Wait, quick story, actually. This is a story that I forgot as well. Speaking of University of Hawaii, um, the other people on my flight last night were the cheer team. But I noticed, so they have their Adidas, you know, Adidas is the official gear for the University of Hawaii. So the, the cheer team did have like their full, I guess, like your track suit. So they had, it was black, black pants, and then their jackets. And I, some of them did have cheer shirts underneath, but then it was zipped up. So, and then they have Adidas bags and Aside from a couple of them, like having where you could see kind of their um, the horns or whatever sticking out of their bag or, and, and some signs, you really didn't know who they were. Like they didn't have logos on any of their gear. So I don't know how you make that happen. I know it. I know it has to be the responsibility of each individual program because basically they get the gear not logoed and then the coaches are supposed to kind of ship it off to somewhere to get embroidered and put the logo on and I, I believe it comes out of like their own funds so I don't know I just had to say that I think it was odd and like I could overhear people asking them like what team are you with what team are you with and then I obviously you know I recognized their head coach uh in Mr. Baker and so I was like oh, I knew exactly who they were but that's because I'm always around the University of Hawaii so I'm throwing it out there how do we get um like what's the deal with the cheer team not having their their gear embroidered like if you're going if you're traveling you want to rep the the h logo and and you're the cheer team so you're trying to represent the university of hawaii so anyways i digress now but i just thought i'd throw out that little psa that somebody asked somebody asked somebody on how we get the cheer team's full gear embroidered especially when it's not even green like i mean at least if their bag was a green adidas bag at least that's some kind of you know way to stand out but everything's black so you could be any team black jacket black pants black bag and you only see adidas everywhere but no h logo somebody make that happen please all right <laughs> getting back to basketball yes so i mentioned to open the show that there was a big upset before we get to some of the awards and hear from coach beeman the big upset going on is that number 10 Cal Poly. And this is why it's so important. We always talk about, just like when we talk about the Rainbow Wahine basketball team on, sometimes they'll have slow starts, but some way, somehow, Coach Beeman is able to get her team playing their best basketball heading into the tournament time in Big West Conference Tournament. As we've seen, despite injuries, that's what's happened. Well, that's what happened with Cal Poly. <laughs> the number 10 seed Cal Poly yesterday playing in the first round, winning when it mattered. 
the Mustangs beat number seven seed Long Beach State 88 to 68. So by 20 points in their first round. And why do I say they win when it mattered? Because the last time Cal Poly won a conference game was the conference opener against CSUN in December. Let that sink in, people. <laughs> they haven't won a game in conference since December. And then they come into the tournament and they beat Long Beach State by 20 points in the first round. Again, winning when it matters. So they move on. And <laughs> that's the craziest thing. They move on and they will play. They will have their hands full, though, as they will play the number two seed in UC Santa Barbara. So all indications will point to UC Santa Barbara. But nonetheless, Cal Poly, again, making it out of the first round, winning when it matters, and after not winning a conference game since the very first game of the season back in December. So, but speaking of UC Santa Barbara, AJ Mitchell, I didn't get a chance to talk about this the last couple of days after the uh, all Big West conference awards were announced so wanted to at least you know touch on some of the university of hawaii awards but as i mentioned aj mitchell part of the regular season co-champion uc santa barbara took home big west player of the year honors wow and i know ac you and i will appreciate this <laughs> while uc riverside's head coach mike mcpile tabbed as coach of the year and why is that awesome Stand up, my Filipinos. <laughs> so to remind everyone also, Mike Megpile was at UC Riverside, actually became the first Division One head coach of Asian descent as well. So now he goes on and wins coach of the year. So as I tweeted about this as well, as much as obviously I love our University of Hawaii men's basketball program, I had to give a shout out and show love to our fellow Filipino. See? You're doing it, AC. <laughs> should I should have had the sound bite where you can play the um, what is it? The Black Eyed Peas, Filipino, Filipino. And he did I'm like. Sure, I'm sure fireworks are going up in Waipahu right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did like my tweet too. I tweeted that out, and then he did like it. I was like, hey, all right. Uh, but anyways, getting back to the University of Hawaii, uh, on the men's side, junior guard Jovan McClanahan was named to the second team. So no one on the first team for the Hawaii men's side. But uh, in the Big West games, he averaged 13 and a half points per game, also leading the team in overall games with three and a half assists per game. Uh, had a career high 27 points in that huge win over conference leading UC Irvine at the time in our home finale, the sold out finale. So shout out to Joe Vaughn. He is playing better and better. And hopefully that translate heading into tomorrow's game. Noel Coleman, uh, who earned second team honors last season, did earn honorable mention along with grad chance for transfer and team captain Kamaka Hepa. I was a little surprised Actually, okay, maybe not surprised, but I was a little bummed that Samuta Vela didn't at least get honorable mention. I understand that he didn't really put together a full season, but kind of that final stretch, it seemed like he was playing better and better basketball, really coming up in the huge moments, coming in clutch. And I bring that up because when we look over on the women's side, uh, freshman Imani Perez was named to the all-conference freshman team, you know, just 
averaging four points and three rebounds per game, but she was someone that was really starting to stick out towards like that final stretch for the women's team. Uh, she started in four of the last six games, averaging over 20 minutes, scoring 10 or more points in her last four contests. And she's hit a few big shots as well to her credit. Uh, and earning her first career double-double against CSUN earlier this month. So shout out to Imani Perez. Uh, before we get into the first team selection, also making honorable mention, grad transfer Callan Spiller and sophomore guard De Deja Phillips landed on honorable mention. But huge shout out to sophomore guard Lily Wahinekapu, who was named to the first team after leading the Rainbow Wahine in points per game with 11.9 and assists with 82 and st still doing her thing on defense with 48 steals. She was also the Big West Freshman of the Year last season, but with Cal State Fullerton. And actually, this is what... Um, well, this is what head coach Laura Beeman had to say about some of these selections to the all Big West teams and also looking ahead at their upcoming game today. You know, I think it's always a work in progress for any player that's coming in brand new. Um, Lily has an incredibly high IQ, so that helps. She's also incredibly coachable. She's a great teammate. So all of those factors go into a very steep learning curve, um, you know, kind of lessening as the season goes on. Um, you know, we put her, I put her up for player of the year. I think she was worthy of that. Um, so I'm really happy she got first team all conference. I think before she's done, she will be big West player of the year. Um, you know, her junior or senior year, um, she's going to continue to grow within our system. I think that's outstanding. Coach. And, you know, on top of that also, you know, am I getting uh freshman first team honors as well, or all freshman team, excuse me. Um, you know, what does that say about her and just her growth? just from stepping on campus to going through this season and having to, you know, step up down the stretch. We knew Amani was going to be good. She's athletic. She does so many things so well. Uh, we just knew that she was going to take her time to kind of adjust to the, the physicality of the game, the speed of the game, obviously get used to our system and how we were going to play her. Um, you know, I think if she would have had a couple more games like she's had, you know, recently that she would have been a real high contender for a freshman player of the year. Um, I don't think she just quite had the numbers, um, but I'm not surprised. And I'm incredibly, incredibly happy for that young lady. She works hard, um, definitely deserves that award. Hey, coach, how did you feel out as the course of the season was playing out? Um, how best to use Deja in your in your lineup, in your rotation? Because um, at like midstream, you went to that sixth, uh, back to that sixth player role that she's had success in before, right? <laughs> She asked for that. You know, Deja said, Coach, I want to come off the bench. I want to get a feel for the game. Let's see if that helps me. Let's see if that helps the team. Um, I think, you know, she likes it because once she goes in, she doesn't come out. I think, you know, it's pretty much how it works with Deja. She just needs to get a feel for it. So, you know, that rotation will stay in place unless Deja wakes up and says, hey, I want to start. And if the matchup's right, I'll start her. She's definitely a viable starter for our team. Um, but the fact that she's like, hey, I just want to do whatever helps helps me, helps the team. I think that's outstanding of Deja to do. And again, that was Rainbow Wahine basketball head coach Laura Beeman. Just speaking of some of her players that received all-conference honors in sophomore guard Lily Wahine Kapu making the first team, Imani Perez making the all-conference freshman team, and honorable mention uh, Deja Phillips the sophomore guard and also grad transfer Callan Spiller and congrats to Laura Beeman I mean in her 11 year tenure she has coached 24 
five all Big West selections and five all freshman team members. So that says a lot about her as a coach and also as a recruiter, just bringing in the type of players that she brings in as well. And just a reminder that the Rainbow Wahine are in action today in the quarterfinal round. They are playing in the last game of the games today in the Big West Conference Tournament. Uh, they playing Cal State Fullerton. So that's how it kind of comes full circle as well. Yes, Lily Wahinekapu has played her former team twice in the regular season, but now this is when it's winner go home. So this should be an interesting matchup. The Rainbow Wahine did beat Cal St State Fullerton the two times they did play them in the regular season. So it's one of those, we always say it's hard to beat a team three times. We talked about it yesterday, but hopefully that is not the case uh, this evening for the Rainbow Wahine. So Hawaii, Cal State Fullerton today, 8.30 p.m. Vegas time, meaning 6.30 back home in Hawaii. You can watch that game on ESPN+. Plus, uh, and pay no mind to the crazy lady sitting courtside. <laughs> So depending on how that goes, uh, we, I will be checking out the women's game tonight. So if I don't know where the cameras are set up on TV, but just like I always, um, you know, kind of tell all of you guys when it comes to the men's basketball games back home. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be Reiko or not that comes out tonight. It is Vegas. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out there that fair warning if depending on where the camera angles are on ESPN+. Plus, I know my family will usually watch out for me on TV. So, oh God, uh, yeah, try not... Us. <laughs> try not to try not to laugh too hard. I am going to sport my sisterhood t-shirt, of course, uh, sitting there courtside, and I'm very, very excited. So this evening, 6.30 p.m. back home, 8.30 p.m. here in Las Vegas, Hawaii taking on Cal State Fullerton. Hawaii is the number three seed. Fullerton is the sixth seed in the quarterfinal round. The winner will go on to face the winner of the UC Riverside Long Beach State matchup in the semifinals. That would be in a couple of days. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap it up here in Las Vegas on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Ogbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Turn up the lights in Las Vegas. <laughs> Kukule Ogbayani here, live from Las Vegas, AC Custodio back holding down the fort, making the magic happen in our studios in Honolulu or in Kalihi to be specific but I was just thinking like oh Rihanna all of the lights and that was part of her that was one of the songs she sang at her Super Bowl performance and as I look out to Allegiant it just reminds me that this is the location of Super Bowl next year so many things happening here in Las Vegas like I said, looking at Allegiant, that's where the Super Bowl, the next Super Bowl will be. Also, of course, F1 coming up in November. We will all definitely be here for the University of Hawaii football game versus UNLV. Again, that one's in September now. Smartly moving it out of the month of November because it will be a bleep show in November when they're setting up for F1 and the prices are insane. Um, maybe I'll win big over here and then I'll be able to afford going to F1. Everyone, put it out in the universe <laughs> that I'll be 
<laughs> I can win, win big this trip and then come back for F1 because the package deals and the tickets are insane. Especially, especially for the good seats. Uh, MGM has like their Bellagio fountain area that I believe for a three-day ticket price, it is a little over $11,000. So, you know, but it does come with all you can eat and all you can drink. I mean... That's, you know, kind of worth it. <laughs> but we were driving past the Bellagio and they have all those trees there. So that's kind of been the discussion that we've been having amongst us friends is like, because you look at the renderings of what the seating area is supposed to look like in front of the Bellagio fountain and there's all the trees. So we're thinking that they'll probably, you're not going to cut the trees down. Like that would be ridiculous, but you're Las Vegas. You have a lot of money. We're thinking they're going to uproot the trees take them elsewhere and then plant them back when everything gets taken down that makes the most sense but yeah if you look at the renderings there is no way that they're building that with the trees in the way and for those of you who have been to Las Vegas and been by the Bellagio fountain you know what I'm talking about there's all trees in front of there but that's where the grandstands are supposed to go for this $11,000 seating area it's only $11,000 AC no big deal you know, that's that's not including room or your flights from Hawaiian or anything like that. Just, yeah, just put it just on my card. Put it on my account. <laughs> just the seats and all you can eat. Although it is all you can eat from really good chefs, including like Chef Morimoto. So, you know, normally dinner in Vegas, if you go to a nice restaurant, it's like 500 bucks. So it pays for itself. <laughs> but like stuffing my face <laughs> with all of the good food to make it worth it. <laughs> but nonetheless very good seating out here in f1 but speaking of as i'll probably let you guys know tomorrow i'm not sure exactly what bets i'm going to put in yet aside from the usc men's basketball futures bet uh as you know no there i am not just putting it out there i am not and i do not bet on the university of hawaii sports um but yeah, I thought I'd throw that, put that little disclaimer out there in the universe. All right, but speaking of sports betting, see, this is when it starts to become interesting as we have a couple of minutes left. Um, the This happened a couple of days ago. It happened on Sunday, and I'm not sure if you heard about this one, AC. Actually, I'm sure you did. You kind of pay attention to the betting world, but there was like this, the NBA player prop controversy surrounding uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's a game or the ending of the game during the win against the Washington Wizards. He basically notched at the time his ninth rebound in the waning seconds of the game, dribbled the ball virtually the entire length of the court and posted up right underneath the basket. So they were already winning. He it, it was like a meaningless yet seemed calculated shot attempt off the glass and appeared to credit Giannis with his 10th rebound and leading to the triple double. However, on Monday, the NBA waved off the rebound, <laughs> stating that the player must shoot with intent to score a field goal to count as an attempt. So if you look at the video, yeah, he's there is no attempt to score. I mean, and he's Giannis. He's, he wasn't guarded. He was right under the basket. If he wanted to make that, he could have made it. But he essentially did a, yeah, like a tip drill to himself is what it was. And so he tipped it to himself. And at first it counted for the triple du double, but the NBA had rescinded it and it did cost betters who, wager who wagered yes on a Giannis triple double. The books had it as high as 10 to 1 odds. Wow. So imagine when you are, yeah, exactly. Imagine when you are 
waking up or whatnot on a Monday thinking like, all right, sweet, 10 to 1 odds on that prop bet. And just kidding. <laughs> and we'll take it away from you. Sorry, guys, that's what's going to happen. But this is where it's crazy. I, I mean, they did cover, you know, ultimately they covered the game. But this will be interesting to see and how much of a forefront all of these little things, especially when you have books like DraftKings who have props on everything. And the one thing I don't want to see, and you've kind of seen it, it's, it's looking like how it was with the sports card market at least from my perspective, love the being into the sports cards, just like I've always been into sports betting, even before everything started being legal everywhere. But you just don't want to see all these newcomers like really affect everything going on. That is how it's been for all of us here, you know, and people starting getting angry. There's all kinds of stuff on Twitter. So just enjoy the ride, people. All right. Coming up next, don't forget, stick around for Sharks Weekly coming to you live back home in Honolulu from the DSC Hawaii Esports Arena on Aloha on HPU's Aloha Tower Marketplace campus featuring women's basketball players Abby Spurgeon and Ella Burge so stick in for that or you can always tune in on demand but it's been a fun show live from Las Vegas for Kule Agbayani and AC Custodio back there mahalo for listening bye